Hey you, thanks for tuning into the Waiting List Podcast. I'm Long Long. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jacqueline. And we are three watch friends with a healthy obsession for watches. So sit back and relax with us while we chat with collectors, industry giants, and share some good vibes. Welcome to the Waiting List Podcast. And today we have Martin Frey, the designer and co-founder of Earthwork. Many thanks for coming on and welcome to the show, Martin. Thanks for having me. Good pleasure. Right. So I think um, an appropriate place to start would be to ask you, how did your career start as a designer? Hmm. Actually, I um, started, uh, that's a long time ago, I started uh, graphic design at the uh, Kunstgewerbeschule uh, Zurich, that art school uh, Zurich. But art school in Switzerland uh, is a bit like the Bauhaus that you know from Germany. This is like inspired by the Bauhaus. So it was like, a, it's like a, an art school, not with fine arts, with the fine arts department, but with uh, all sorts of, you know, uh, like the design departments. And so graphic design, that was one. I started that. And after that, uh, because I didn't have enough, I started uh, fine arts, but that was on a different uh, school, actually in Luzerne. And that was, originally it was a sculpting class, you know, so that changed. And when I started studying art, it was a, a fine arts class, like free arts, in fact, it's called. And we didn't learn anything about sculpting, but we learned about um, different techniques in art and just like video art. It was very, you know, important at the time I studied. So I, at the end, I... Of, of the of my um, and after the diploma as a fine artist, so to say, I started um, uh, continued my study with the video uh, in the video department that just was newly created at our school, and yeah, that I did a year. And after that, that's enough of school, and I started uh, doing my own projects as an artist. So an artist group called United Swiss Artists USA, together with some student friends of mine and that's how it, you know how it started actually i i didn't start i uh, didn't study industry design or watch design or something like that and i also didn't intend to to create watches ever so was, that was uh, some an accident <laughs> but i was i was uh, uh, you know like um, after art school i you know started my career as an artist and uh, did that, you know, for a couple of years. Yeah, so that's that's actually how it started. I, I got to know uh, Thomas and Felix um, actually very early, um, a couple of years ago, more than 25 years ago, in fact, during my student times, actually, in Luzerne. Then so you met them when you were like a student? Yes, absolutely. So I was uh, studying together with the cousin of, uh, of them, and that's actually how they at some point showed up because they came and joined us for our parties. There were some uh, really different, different, uh, you know, kind of different kind of youngster, you know, not the, the typical art student. And yeah, so they were actually Thomas. Thomas is the older brother of Felix. And we began, we started tour work actually together with him and uh, the three of us. And, you know, they are uh, actually in a line of watchmakers there's like the grand grandfather of felix and thomas is a watchmaker and the 
grandfather and the father is a, an antique clock restorer. So they were somehow bound to become watchmakers. And both of them mm. actually um, started like this. Uh, Thomas as a, an antique clock restorer. He started that uh, in, in Brighton and, uh, uh, you know, worked for uh, Jacques Hidro and, and people. And, and Felix uh, became a, uh, you know, he started watchmaking at the watchmaking school in, in Solothurn. Mm. And yeah, so at some point they showed up at, at, at my parties. At their cousins. Okay. So, uh, the best way, really, quite hipster, Absolutely. quite hippie. <laughs> totally. you know? I, I bet you missed out the alcohol, right? Like you made it like it uh, as though it was yeah, very formal meeting. I'm sure there was drinking. And, and some other things as well, for sure. Back in the day. <laughs> but, you know, all for the good. So, um, okay, so you started working together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's interesting. I think it's a good time because, you know, you just re released the uh like 25th because your anniversary the new design which is actually a homage to your very first piece mm-hmm. it must be very surreal for you to re- suddenly recognize where did that 25 years go but um what were you actually trying to achieve with that first piece yeah i mean maybe i have to tell you a bit how, how it started i was um i was actually working on a on a on a tool when I met uh, Thomas uh, first, he's the older brother. So he uh, looked at the, you know, my sketches for that tool and the tool was actually a, a measuring tool. I intended to measure, you know, the distances in a face, you know, like, like this. And it had like a, a scale, you know, where it would indicate how many centimeters and millimeters that it would measure from one fixed point to the other and so it was also the beginning of digitalization so it was probably inspired by that but I had uh, you know drawings for this tool and I began to to make it and he saw my first steps in this and he looked at it and he said you know it's not going to work like this but I can do it for you I'm a fine mechanic I can I can just do that and I was like okay and a bit later he showed up and he presented this this incredible tool to me which was just perfectly made, you know, as a fine mechanic, as a watchmaker can do it. And then I realized, wow, this, this, these guys, they, they have skills. So I, yeah, I told, I told them, why not create something different? Why not create a clock or a watch or something like this? And it took another, I'd say, probably two years or so until, uh, until they, they met me and had presented, uh, you know, this uh, idea to use uh, uh, this particular time indication where the hours actually indicate the minutes. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting, that's different. But, you know, when you look at this time indication for the first time, you're a bit puzzled because we learn actually to read the time um, and somehow have it somehow totally ingrained in our our mind, you know. just the way a regular watch looks with hands, it's, you know, the minutes around it, the hours around it, so that the hand points, points towards the towards the, uh, the hours. So this is, it's, it's kind of like a, like a sign, you know, that is in, in our mind. And so when you, when we, uh, when I saw for the first time this different uh, uh, idea, this different time indication, I was a bit, Puzzled as one is, but but then you realize pretty quickly that that is actually quite simple to read the time. 
And so, yeah, we began actually to, to design first pieces and it took us, uh, you know, quite a long time to, to have it ready. But it was also basically the watchmakers, then Thomas and Felix, who began, uh, who had their, their workshop in Geneva, Donavan, close to the train station, uh, first uh, atelier was. And every now and then I would go visit them to see, you know, how far they are in the work. And yeah, eventually they, they had it ready and we presented it uh, at the Basel Fair. Oh, sorry, do finish your story first and I'll, I'll come in with a question. Sorry, <laughs> you told you warned me about this. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, so we presented it at the Basel Fair, uh, our first Basel Fair that's now a bit more than 25 years ago. And uh, so the first three watches, actually, we, we did uh, three, three watches only at the very beginning. And I uh, was we super proud and we had it there. We were able to actually exhibit it. Um, at the, uh, at the independent watchmakers academies booth, you know, so that's actually how we had the chance to first show our watches. And yeah, so as you asked me, you know, did you imagine, uh, you know, what did what did you intend to do? And this was just to create a, to create a cool watch just to begin with. It. Didn't have a plan for 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 it and how it would develop. Just it was like if you if you make the first of something like the first version of, 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 of it. It's the, it's the watch, you know, the watch that you have in mind. Um, yeah, that was it. And, and after that, it took us a couple of years actually, and it was small steps. Uh, we, we didn't have any um, money, you know, we had to, to work first. <laughs> So that's actually how it came. But and I did a lot of other things at the same time. I was, uh, as I said, I was busy as a, you know, doing art projects and things. And I moved to New York and all sorts of things. Uh, so there's a lot, uh, you know, a lot of stuff taking place next to the watches for the first six years at least. But then I came back from uh, from New York and for an art project again in Switzerland that took a bit more time. And then that actually was the moment around 2003, 2002, 2003, where it became uh, more serious because I was back in Switzerland. We had spent more time together. That's actually when it started to take off. And we had also our Opus 5 project uh, to realize the things. All right. I wanted to ask, um, with the UR-102 Reloaded, um, mm -hmm. For those who are listening, it's like the one that looks like a pebble. Um, my question is, why is it when watch brands, because I believe you guys came up with this idea and concept a long time ago, I, like 1995, and then, then you oh. launched the brand. Um, why is it that watch brands always go bigger in size when they like remake it? Instead of having technology now to make it smaller, it actually gets bigger. And you're seeing this with like Cartier watches now as well. Uh, you're right, it is a tiny little bit bigger, but it's only a tiny little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean, actually, I say you don't really see that it's bigger. If you know it's bigger, you, 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 you might as well see it, but you don't see it. When you look at the watch, the, you know, the, our first watches, they were polished, you know, were pretty shiny. And that was because it was, uh, they were inspired by the Sputnik, you know, the, the first satellite that has a story by itself, you know. 
um, why that came about, but uh, but that was the, the point. And so we found out when you first of all when you when you polish it and you have this pebble-like shape, you know, you actually see yourself in it. Obviously, it's like a mirror, and you 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 see yourself the portrait of you, and on top of it, you know, you see time indicated. <laughs> and first, you have to do the watch to to actually see how that looks, right? But it, it's not so, I mean, it's, it's somehow funny, but it's not so cool. So we, we actually began, shortly after, began to make it, uh, to, to come up with coatings of, for the watches. So like a, we did it like a, a first black Uhrwerk watch, uh, the, the watch case was out of aluminum, and it was a anodized aluminum and things like that. We really experimented with it. Uh, but the, the reason why it, it, it's somehow a bit bigger now is because it's not uh, polished. The polished or metallic look of mm -hmm. a case of a, in, in, in this specific situation is it makes it much bigger looking because it takes more mm -hmm. shine, it takes just more space. Okay. And if you make it, uh, if you coat it, even if it's just like a grayish uh, coating or, or, you know, finish, uh, it makes the watch appear smaller. So mm -hmm. uh, actually it's, to, for me, it's the same size, okay. but uh, okay. I agree. This is this is some something that has to do with uh, with trends or with, with you know just, just with fashion. I'd say to a certain degree, why are the watch the watches anymore as big or as small as you know the one that Humphrey Bogart was wearing, for instance, at mm -hmm. the time? I mean, if you look at these watches, you know, from a man, you have like this this small you know yeah. rectangular shape on his wrist. You think like is that a man's watch? This is uh, mm -hmm. so. So these things can change, uh, and um, that that it is it is true that the shapes of watches or the, the sizes of watches they got uh, bigger from the time when we started onwards, but it also got again smaller. You know, so thinner, yeah. smaller. So, but these things are, I think, to, they are you know, changing. You know. Uh, all the time, and they change, uh, you know, just in the range they can, you know. So you can. We did, we did once do something crazy. We had a, we did our pocket watch. Maybe you have seen this piece. It's a big piece, and we thought mm -hmm. of it as kind of like a, the opposite of a, mm -hmm. of a cell phone. That's yeah. that's why it had to fit into a palm, into your hands like this. It's a kind of like the anti cell phone object, mm -hmm. and so we did it for that reason. We did it bigger, but also that we could fit in. Uh, the date and uh, the hours and minutes but it had to have more surface and so and we, we also liked the fact that we then wear it like you know the time lords you know in a, in a race coat and stuff so we did the whole story about this uh, but then like a, a singapore client uh, actually an architect uh, uh, designing skyscrapers demanded of us and we found the idea nice that's why we did it um, to create um, kind of like a frame for the watch to be able to wear it on his wrist. <laughs> so oh, he was actually wearing that gigantic. Yeah, yeah it's huge. The Titan, you know, like the Gladiator. Oh, oh God. Um, and it, we did it for a Basel fair, and it was kind of mm -hmm. a headline. And I mean, it didn't, it didn't mean seriously, you know, it's not paying. <laughs> You're not going to wear that watch on your wrist, but that particular guy just liked to do it, and he needed an assistant, you know, to to be able to wear it and things. So it's uh, <laughs> it was it was quite funny, but but no, but this watch, of course, uh, was also the big for a waistcoat. So we had from yeah. our London tailor Timothy Everest. He actually yeah. created this waistcoat, a special waistcoat with uh, bands inside that it actually. Can, <laughs> 
and oh, carry the, the, the weight. <laughs> so, so, as you can see, with our work, we we like to a bit uh, you know question these the, the 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 let's say the borders or the you know uh, the lines that are drawn. So so you can you can ask yourself how can it be worn differently or how can it what's the size of a watch can it be bigger these are interesting questions i think so absolutely right uh, to to ask to ask it and usually when you look at the brands why would they do i don't know they have their own reasons okay i i've got a, a different question so obviously you started your career as a designer not really in touch with the watch industry or anything maybe not even knowing that much about watches and then these guys come to you and they say, oh, we have this project, right? We have this idea. We need a designer to make this ultra cool, right? And then, okay, you sign, okay, yeah, I can do that. And then they go, yeah, we want to sell it for this much, mm. right? So for somebody that's not in the watching, you're like thinking, what? Like, <laughs> is anybody even going to pay for that? Like, are you crazy to, to pitch it at that price? Did, did that actually, did you think that? <laughs> like, mm. what made you think that this was viable? True. But uh, you know, in art, it, you're a bit uh, used to this because you, you as an artist, you can work, and it's not uh, given, you know, that you get, uh, you know, these uh, amounts paid. But you see it in art, obviously, that you know, you spend time on an object, like maybe you paint a month on a painting, and then you need to, to get the money for it that you can survive, right? So uh, it it is, and 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 you don't care, you know, how long it takes. So for me, that's actually the approach to it. You 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 say, okay, I want to make it as good as ever. That's what art does. It doesn't ask, what would I get for it? You know, if it's true, true art. You you ask, you know, how 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 do I have to do it that it is as good as I can do it? And and in every in every way, it can mean that you know. So it's just a high, very high, uh, you know, demand of of you that you have. For, for for that thing that you're doing, so you want it to be as good as as as, as you can ever do it, and you just mm. it takes as much time as you as it takes, and as much mm. uh, you know resources, you know this is this is you want you want to do the, the best thing that you that you ever can do, mm. and so so yeah, you 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 don't you you and so, so, so we definitely didn't get enough of those for those watches when we sold the first ones. But we were pretty happy that we were able to sell one, the first one, the second one, because that allowed us to continue. Right. But we, okay. we didn't ask ourselves this question. We didn't ask who is waiting for that. We just did it. We just did it because we wanted to we wanted to do it actually, the way you do art. Yeah. It's I guess it's one of those things where actually if you had asked who would have bought it, you probably wouldn't have done it, right? Because Absolutely. at the time when you're doing it. Nobody was doing it. You didn't have a case reference to go by and say this actually works, right? Like art, we did it like art. You do it just for 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 the thing it is, and then all the other questions they have to somehow follow in place. And we actually, to a certain degree, we still do that. You know, we we never do any research in what would people like. You know, to have it's not the it's not like the, it doesn't work like this. We don't study the market, you know, and then think, oh, okay. Uh, you know, that's probably what people would like to get, uh, you know, it's, it's just, we, we, we just put it up there or put it out there. And then, then we, we see, you know, what's happening. And of course, at the yeah. beginning, this was, uh, as I said, it took, took years uh, for it to work. And it was not clear that it ever would work at the beginning. 
as, as you say, you know, if you would all you know all these questions or these answers on already at the beginning, you probably wouldn't start doing it, you see. So you just start at some point and you see how it helps. I always describe the process as a kind of a, kind of an evolutionary pr process. So you 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 see how 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 far it goes, you know. You just and then you see with, with the technique that you study and learn, you, you see new options. And then you try out this this path or this path, and you can decide by by yourself, you know. But it's because it's like a it's like an experiment. This is the motivation for it because you want to find out something. So you can mm. actually really find out, and that's the artist's um, approach. You want to find out something about the world, you know. And it doesn't really matter what you're doing, if it's watches or whatever else it is, because as an artist, of course, you can do all sorts of things. But the watch is an interesting object, particularly because it's measuring time. And time is something strange and interesting to think about. What is it? Right? So it's an experiment. All right. Uh, Jacqueline, I think you have a question, right? Yeah. Um, I was first introduced to the brand through a bunch of videos that Steve Halleck did on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, because I know he's like a big fan and we've actually had him on the podcast as well. Um, and I remember watching one specific video that he did, which was on the, uh, UR 103 prototype in stainless steel, one of two. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, um, then subsequently Hodinkee did an article on it and they showed your drawings, mm -hmm. um, and which I think were you know beautifully done and then my favorite one was the one where you have to actually like kind of x-ray the watch and draw what's inside the watch with the discs and the satellite mm -hmm. um but my, my question is how do something like that end up in the public market um mm. because it's one of two prototypes and yeah 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 um and like I would assume it's very important to the brand and it's very important to Hall Horology. Um, but how, yeah, how does that, how does something like that end up in the park, public market? Is it because we're at the very sprouting, you know, stage of the brand and we need to, you know, make ends meet or um, yeah. What, what is it? Mm. Well, I think uh, of course, is, as I said, it is something that takes time. Um, it's not done from one day to the other, but, for us, of course, our, our big and uh, very important uh, uh, thing was that we had the chance to exhibit um, our first watches at the uh, at the Independent Watchmaking Academy's booth in the, you know in the watch fair. Because if you exhibit, um, uh, if you're a watchmaker and you want to exhibit at one of those fairs, doesn't exist anymore the Basel Fair. But at the time, that was the event. You know, where the, the whole scene met and. Yeah, so so you need to you need to have a platform where you actually can show what you do. It's like for an artist, a gallery that you know that uh, says, okay, that that is a young artist, and you want to show his work, you know. And then you have to be lucky and you have to be clever, and you have to somehow do something right, but you don't know yet because you're young. You don't know what what's, what what it is, right? So so we had um, because Felix was working at Sven Andersen's uh, um, workshop. Uh, watchmaker in Geneva, and he is actually the, uh, 
the time, I think one of the founders of the, of the Independent Watchmaking Academy, but also at the time the president. And so he, he promoted, he promoted uh, Felix and Thomas uh, and I to, to become a member. And so we had, uh, we had this uh, unique chance to show our watches and it was not a big uh, platform, so to say. It was, it was a very small vitrine, actually. I don't know, a cubicle, I don't know. That, that size, you know, and we had the, we had the legendary Lee, we had a, a heating plate. That's also something that I just did it the way I, I do things, you know, from, from, you know, from, from the art world, uh, you know, borrowed from the art world, should I say. I thought, okay, we have these three watches. They're super hot because they're new, you know, it's like our thing. And I presented it on, on this heating plate. Imagine like an electric heating plate that you usually have to plug in to heat up the soup or something. And so I had it, you know, placed in that. And for, for this, the, the whole watchmaking, you know, uh, academists there, they were kind of shocked, you know, because they were, what does these guys do? You know, this is here a serious story, you know, it, you don't, it, it, it was new to them. And for me, it was just totally normal. And also for my, for my friends, you know, the watchmakers, that's just the way we did it. Uh, was all okay for us and it, it worked, you know, people, they looked at it and they saw our watches and, and then they saw first, you know, as you can imagine, oh, what, how, what's the, what's the time, you know? So it's, we had the, because we did it differently, we had the, we, we, we and we did it good, I would say, uh, in, in the, in the end, I can, or not in the end, but now I can say that, you know, obviously we did something right, but, um, you know, following the certain certain laws in design, or so certain certain uh, you know laws of of of, of the beauty of, the, of beauty, or I don't know what, uh, uh, we, we, we created something that was appealing or that uh, caught the eye, and um, yeah, that's how it was. But it was really due to the chance that we got, uh, you know, to exhibit it there. Mm-hmm. That, that's what that's what brought it out. Mm-hmm. So, and then follow-up so, you know, question, just just very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, whose idea was it to use red nail polish for the power reserve indicator? Um, <laughs> I think that was the watchmakers out of pure uh, desperation because they didn't have any other paint at hand, and that's that's just. But you know, we would listen to rock and roll music or to sixties punk music at the time, and for us, that was just totally. That just it was not something that you had to have an idea for. It was just done, you know, <laughs> because we didn't have anything else. And it was red. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's interesting what nail polish, red nail polish, was doing in the in the in the atelier. You know, that's more worrying. But <laughs> red, red nail polish can do a lot of things. That's true. Yeah. Oh, really? That you're asking okay. this now. I wonder why and how it came uh, it came about. Uh, I don't know who brought that along. Somebody must have. It wasn't Felix right. or Thomas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I never, I never did some research into this, but I have to, I have to ask them next time. I'll do. Yeah. You learn a yeah. lot when the socks come off. A person <laughs> so. can be so well put together, and then once the socks come off, they could be hiding some. You know. So, that's true. That's true. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right. So. Hmm. With your success of your first design, and you you know you sold like you said you sold your first piece, and it allowed you could to continue. Do you feel that 
the design of that first piece then set the direction of your brand in doing this futuristic kind of spaceship watch design? I think it was the indication. I think that's what came first. Um, it was the indication, but of course, uh, you know, taking it directly from the clock, because there were some other, you know, watches created using the same time-telling principle. I yes. didn't know it at the time. Honestly, I have never seen a star wheel watch before, before we did our thing. What I have seen first was the, the antique, you know, um, clock by, done by the Campanus brothers. That's actually what they showed me, what uh, Thomas and Felix had presented, you know, because their father, uh, as I have said, he was an antique clock or still an antique clock restorer. So he had uh, he had all these these antique pieces, you know, the whole you know watchmaking history there in his workshop, and uh, he was working on on this. He liked actually this this night clocks as they were called, Campanus clocks, done by a by these uh, um, Italian clockmakers back in the day, late seventeenth uh, century, and they uh, <clears throat> they had like these little huge clocks, you know, table clocks like this. <clears throat> with this uh, time indication top exactly the way we had it on our two first watches. I just took it right from there. And um, maybe something that I did is because if you cut, you know, I want to have it minimalistic, just show like in, in the in the actual piece, just showing the, you know, the, 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 the semicircle mm -hmm. opening and then you have these numbers appearing and they're like a, like a satellite, you know, it's again the link to the Sputnik satellite there. Uh, you have it like a, like an orbital, like a celestial body is must circling. And <clears throat> you wonder how does it come about that the numbers change? How, how can you, know, if you spin that quickly, you know, you see how it just marvelously happens. And that, that was something uh, fascinating. So I wanted to keep it kind of hidden as a, as a, as a miracle of it, you know, something strange. How is it? You don't see the mechanics, you know, behind it. So it's just doing it. Um, so I, I, and I also like the minimalistic approach, you know, just to show the important thing, just to show the time indication. And I found it also fascinating with our watches, with our regular watches, you have like, the, you need the whole circle. And so here you have just a segment and you, you use that, segments to indicate time. So there were a lot of things that were connected to, to, uh, to the use of this different time indication that mm. set us on a, on a different path. Like for instance, the time flows or like the, 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 somehow the, the moving the motion has to be much slower than in a regular watch because it needs, uh, it has only, you know, this wide to travel of an hour. And on the other watch you have you have to go all around it. So that's, that's of course, much, it has to be much faster to, to, to be, again, you know, at the, at the same point, you know, if you, have, if you have one hour to travel the whole circle. So here you have to, to travel a, a shorter segment, therefore it has to be slow <laughs> to say it clearly. Uh, <clears throat> so so that, that's, that's like a strange thing that you, that you can, in a way, slow down the speed of that moving part, you know. That, that, so it's, it had a lot of interesting consequences. And I think um, it put us on the path, this time indication put us on a path, you know, to do it differently. Okay. So um, you, you, just in your answer, you put a lot of emphasis on the time-telling part of the watch. Mm -hmm. yes. But 
with Urwerk watches, the case is a very strong design always. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find as a designer that you have to balance between how much visual interest you have in the case and with the actual time telling part of the device of the watch? Because mm -hmm. if that isn't balanced right and it takes away from the actual time telling part of the watch, mm -hmm. the, the consumer will feel that. Right? Yes. So therefore, I said at the very beginning, it was a super minimalistic uh, situation. And it, it, it's more for form follows function than you, than you would think, because uh, I wanted to just have this time indication presented. And I wanted to, to, to have the, the watch itself being kind of like a, uh, 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 was inspired by the Sputnik, as I said, kind of like a, a, a mirror reflecting body. Um, fascinating with the Sputnik that it was uh, a mirror, right? So it was fair and a mirror. So it, it, it actually showed or it reflected everything there is. Yeah? So like everything mm -hmm. that exists was somehow reflected by it. And that was the first satellite. So I found that fascinating. It's kind of like looking back or throwing the sort of glance back to Earth. You know, we haven't been in space at the time, human beings, but that satellite was doing it for us in a way and started already to look back. So, so for me, that was interesting. And uh, I, I just uh, took that inspiration and used it for the, for the first watch that we did. Mm. You know? So, okay. yeah. <laughs> but you are right. I mean, when, when you create a, a case, um, you, you have to be careful that, um, that the design of the, of, of the case and the function of the case uh, um, pre presents what's inside uh, uh, accurately. So, but I would also say that this different time indication allowed us to, to explore a bit more. What I find dull is, you know, with, with watches in general, wristwatches, you have so many options, so many versions of the same. And it's, it becomes very difficult if it's just the color ranges and I don't know, whatever, you know, <laughs> small details that you can change. So it's a bit like you're a bit frozen, you know, in it. And okay. so, of course, for us, it was really the possibility to explore, you know, it can't be, it, it, it can't be boring. You have, and we, we don't have anything to lose. We can ex explore, you know, we were at the beginning of our journey. You don't want to limit yourself. See? Yeah. So you have to re, re innovate or redefine what it is for you. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, it, without doubt, your watches are probably some of the coolest within the industry. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to hear yeah. that. But the thing is, they're also, you know, not, you know, not that affordable for a lot of people. Um, mm -hmm. In, you know, there has been a, a brand which uh, I guess is similarly positioned to you, MBNF. Mm -hmm. um, they released like Legacy Machine, which is more of a traditional case. And mm -hmm. recently they've released like uh, their Mad Series, which is a, mm -hmm. a very affordable kind of piece. Mm -hmm. Would Urwerk do anything similar to like that so that more people could um, enjoy or appreciate your designs? Um, I appreciate the, I'd say I appreciate the, the Gioconda or let's say the, the Mona Lisa painting of Leonardo da Vinci and I don't have it at home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can appreciate art looking at books because it's ideas or it's concepts. It's, you know, something beautiful. I don't necessarily need to have it. So that's one thing. 
The other thing is that when we create these watches, it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, mm -hmm. a lot of effort. And um, as I said, we do it as as good as we as we can, and we we don't uh, we don't cut. Uh, you know, we, we we just do what 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 is necessary to to go to the end of things. We did um, at the beginning make uh, slightly less expensive watches because we, we did it by hand. We did it somehow. We did it. A few. We did only a few. We did it with uh, with, uh, with steel. We did it, uh, you know. Uh, you know, we started with the slightly less expensive watches. Now, with the with the reloaded uh, watch, we did a, a, a much more affordable piece. But I don't think that we can go lower than that because that would then start to change the watch. You know, so we, we don't want to, this is uh, not really a decision because we started as uh, artisans we, we, and, and we want to we wanna continue do this, doing this, but uh, it's not that we can change, uh, we, can, we can change these uh, things uh, like that because that would mean we would need to make more of them, you know, if you make it mm -hmm. less expensive, you need to make more that it makes sense, you know, and then you have to invest in the machinery needed and so so if you, it is really important if you if you think okay I, I create as a, if you start you know I create uh, less expensive watches then you have to from the beginning on make more you know that's a whole different story that doesn't mean that you can't cool, make cool watches that's why I like Casio watches that's why I like you know uh, uh, other kinds of watches that are less expensive I, it's just for me not a, a question of uh, of the quality necessarily it can be super cool watch that is less expensive, but the, the, the means of making it are different. And if you do it the way we do uh, to our watches, you do it like a samurai sword that's, that's you know, done somewhere in the forest, you know, behind the hills and, and you have to travel far and, and then you, you find three of them, you know, you can't do more, you know, because it's just not, not possible. Don't do it on purpose. That's just the way it is. So if you would do more, we could make them like maybe slightly less expensive, but then it wouldn't be the same thing. Mm. Yeah, okay, change that's a fair yeah. yeah, that's a very fair answer. Um, but that goes on nicely to my next question, which is, when did you know that Erwak was going to be something? Mm. When did you know you were going past this? Like, oh, it's a struggle mm. now. You, you know, it's a struggling. I'm selling this one piece. Oh, it's so. But now we're actually getting somewhere. This is going to go somewhere. When I saw pictures appearing of Michael Jordan wearing our watch, that's, that, was, <laughs> that was a good moment. Let's put it like this. But, you know, like other, other watch brands, they have paid a lot of money to, to find ambassadors, you know, that, you know, to wear their watches. Yeah. And of course, we can't afford it. We are a super small, like 20 people, small company. And um, yeah, we wouldn't have the means to do this. But happily, we somehow managed to attract some of these, uh, you know, famous people to wear our watches, and they, they somehow decided by themselves to become our ambassadors. You know, so and that's something that's cool. Or just when you tell me that you think that we did some of the coolest watches that are out there, that to me shows <laughs> shows me that that we are not totally on the wrong on the wrong track. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, how I, it is. It's the echo that you get by by people, you know, who see it, you know, and like yeah. it. Or not. Hmm. 
I think that really supports Long Long's uh, philosophy that once you get into the NBA and the rappers, right, you're done, you know, you, you, your, your brand is going to be solidified, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. But then again, if it happens, and usually when, when, when you know, when you get the kind of, when you get the success in a sense, and it works, uh, then you have other things that, uh, that, that you have to pay attention to because you can't sit on, on your, uh, on, on your achievements, you know, you have to somehow see, and that's what, what, what our program is or our idea is uh, actually to continue to be an avant-garde brand. And, and so to, to stay that, you have to continue the, you know, inventing and, and doing crazy stuff. You can't just say, okay, now it's done. And now we had achieved it and, uh, and it, it's work, it's working, you know, but the reason why uh, you don't do it, it's just you never somehow get tempted not to do it because that's actually what you like to do. So the, the, the means or the, let's say the, the reason behind it, the motivation to do what you do comes from, from just, uh, you know, the, the fun that, or the, like just the, the interest that we have in it. So we just like to do it, you know, that's it. Like, like art, as I said, you like to create uh, these this strange objects. And it can also be different. It could also be different objects. Could could actually be different things. But then my art uh, professor, Roman Signer, at the time told me, "Don't uh, play with too many tools. You know, toys. Don't just try to somehow find your the things that actually help you to express yourself. Limit them, and then express it with it. Don't don't be all over the place. So so." focus on, on something and then try to, to, to tell your message using these uh, few tools. And you can say, okay. uh, yeah, that's, that's actually how it, uh, how it happened up to now. Okay. So you do mention art and you mentioned uh, Leonardo da Vinci and the Mona Lisa just now. Mm. <clears throat> that's one of his famous works. But in your whole collection, which is your most your favorite piece there's got to be a favorite piece out of all of them where you look at that and think that was the pinnacle of my work well i hope that the pinnacle is not yet uh, reached <laughs> but uh, no what i really like is and that that also is uh, it's requiring time it needs time actually to evaluate you know if something is is good or not and that's normally not you're not the judge of it but if if you see that um and that's something that i can judge though if I see that a uh, uh, watch that I did a long time ago, um, and it's still when you, when I look at it, it's it's still the same. It's, it didn't lose, you know. It, it didn't get old. Let's say, right? It's kind of that cool thing to achieve if you can manage as a designer or to create something that is timeless. And that's it's not yet, you know. There's not that much time yet down the drain. But I'm just saying, it's it's like I would say that the UR 103 that was our um, second first watch you know it's actually always the first one the first of of a kind but that was a, a, a watch where everything was in place you know we had like the crown on the right side and on the on the side that is uh, became a bit iconic for Ura. we had the indication in front you know so some elements somehow found found their, their, their place and we went Somehow we had we had somehow the elements together, and then we started from there. And now our watches can look very different uh, yet again, but still they always somehow include the Ur 103. The Ur 103 is, is in all of our watches somehow, and 
it exists by itself. And somehow the, there's some versions of it that somehow have, to me, have a certain elegance. And that's also a quality that is uh, that's, that that one like to achieve. And yeah. So if you ask okay. me which one it would be, it would probably be that one at the moment. But okay. Yeah. We'll, well let's hope for many <laughs> more creations from you and uh, Felix. <laughs> You're at it, you're at it. Actually, just right now, we are working on a cool project uh, and I'm really keen to see how it's going to look. Um, can't wait. Well, you can't just say that and like not give us more. Come on, like, you can't just more drop something like soon. that. <laughs> no, it's, it's not that soon because we just began. So it's just, uh, no, but it's always like this. And that's also a, a cool thing, actually, that I really enjoyed. That was not like this at the beginning. Um, but uh, at the moment, it's 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 like this that we have always all the the different stages of creation taking place at the at the same time. At the beginning, you know, you didn't know what's so you had to do produce the first watches, and then you had the first watch, and you had to look of how can we now what can we do with it, right? But now there is always a watch getting finished, another one being advertised, you know, another one being launched another one being newly created all at the same time. So it, it, it became, of course, more interesting because we have, all, we have now all I have and we have at the work with our team, we have all the different um, stages of, of uh, in the process at the same time taking place. Okay. Yeah. Right. My last question to you, <clears throat> Martin, in this main interview with you, um, is the independent watch brand space has gained a lot of traction in the last few years, right? Um, mm -hmm. And that's helped you guys because you were established very early on. But how do you see this space developing in the next three to five years? Mm -hmm. Well, that's very great. Uh, actually, super great that we have this uh, this moment in time where, where, where we somehow get this recognition. That's uh, that's super. We were also uh, investing in it, you know, we, would, uh, we did a lot of work actually to somehow uh, get here. And it's not even clear if that work that we invested is the reason why we got here, but might, there might be other reasons behind it. <clears throat> but it, it's true, we, 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 we've really found uh, uh, kind of a new place and we, we see that in, uh, in our relationship to, to our retailers. It's really a different, uh, a different situation than it used to be. And um, this, that's totally clear to me, as the Chinese saying says it, you know, you always have to know that things, they change. And when you, when you are, you know, on the horse right now, then eventually you will go down from the horse again, you know? This is how it goes, you know, things change all the time. So we have at the moment <clears throat> this recognition and then maybe others coming, I don't know what, you know? That, that's that's fine, but we would definitely make um, you know, the best out of it, you know, as long as it's um, it's happening. Okay, well, thank you so much, Martin, for that. I mean, thank you so much for candid answers, if more than anything, and uh, sharing your philosophy on art and design. I really very much enjoyed that. Um, now we go on to the reverso round, mm -hmm. where you get to ask us a question. So cool. I think you've got a few lined up. Please shoot away. Well, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of science fiction films, but uh, that's why 
it's interesting to me to see if you're all younger uh, human beings here, you know, and so I wonder, you know, what, what is actually, and that's a question to all the three of you, but I know the, I should ask a, a different question to each one of you. I can also do that. But it interests me because you're three, you know, to hear from you what, what you have there. What, is, what are your, your favorite science fiction films? Starting with you. <laughs> That's so hard. I, I, I'll, hard. I'll say mine. I'll say mine. Yeah. I love the, uh, the Dune series. True. Like the new, the new uh, the series that is now going to be, I think, um, uh, presented this year, no? In the, in the, yeah. In the, well, in the I, yeah, I read the books a long time ago in high school. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the original film, I think, from like the mm. eight the 80s david lynch david lynch series yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course we we're all waiting for the new the new saga um mm. i actually wanted to yeah like i always thought it would be cool you know how Audemars Piguet is doing that whole collaboration with marvel um mm -hmm. with the spider and the black panther turbions like how cool would it be if you guys did like a collab with a big science fiction saga um, collection? Uh, but what I would even like more is that uh, that the heroes in the films, you know, would wear our watches. So and it would uh, look right in place with yeah, it would, it would be you know. cool. And so so that's that's of course something that uh, that we are interested in in. in um, making possible we have some links to to the marvel uh, world happily we got to know the prop master russell bobbit for instance and uh, that's a cool and interesting re relationship we managed to have uh, our watches in the end game for instance and, mm -hmm. and so on so that was that was pretty cool and that also happened without uh, without the you know us paying for it so that, that was great um but Definitely. So, so the watches are inspired by science fiction, and then they end up again being, you know, in a science fiction film. So that's that's a cool loop. Mm -hmm. But definitely Dune. I also read the books. I actually got it from my from my godfather, and when I got it, there were like these three books, thick books like this, and I was like, what? And he had a really strange cover somehow, and I was like, what did he give me? You know, why did he give me this book? And I couldn't uh, handle it, but maybe a year later i thought okay let me let me look into it because it was just sitting there you know the thick the books are and then i i was totally pulled in i, I couldn't stop i read the whole thing you know mm -hmm. and uh, i was also super happy when when david lynch um, made the film and i actually on my side because i read the books i, I really loved it i loved the, his uh, his rendition of it i, I loved his loved his film I really think it's it's cool, but you have to know a mo lot more. So when you actually see it without knowing the books, then you're lost. But but yeah, uh, yeah so that's a good one. Accept it. Right, my one next. <laughs> yeah, my one uh, is Space Odyssey. Okay, very good one. Very good one. Agreed. Because uh, mm -hmm. I watched that as a child, and it actually scared me. You know, like how. Yeah. Like yes. I was like, I wasn't expecting that. I was young and I was like, whoa. And I, it made a really like um, impression on me. Mm. And now I look back, you know, that's a really old film. Yes. But, you know, we're on the verge of AI. 
you know, mm. very close, you know, that's getting constantly developed. And that was so forward thinking, mm. you know, because that was so far, like that was ages ago. Absolutely. Um, well, and it's almost relevant now, isn't it? Totally. No, no, that's, that's absolutely actually would lead me to a next question. Uh, good that you bring on, it We up. can't let Long Long off the hook here. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yes. I gave her more time to like Google Google no, no, stuff no, no, right, to check out. No, but everybody knows okay. it by heart, I'm sure. So okay, I'm next. gonna come up with a cheesy answer, but I really mm. mean this because I can rewatch this lots of times. Like Matrix left the biggest impact on my life because even ah. now, like when ridiculous things happen in my life, I'm like, Am I living in the Matrix? Like I will actually imagine <laughs> this could be true. Yeah, so absolutely. definitely Matrix. And it's yeah. the same theme there again, because that's when human beings are somehow blocked into the machine, right? And they, they don't even realize it. And yeah. that's a little bit maybe the same thing that could happen to us with AI, you know, because at least that's the, the, the fear, you know, that we would become somehow a slave of the machine, so to say. Mm-hmm. But, you uh, know, that's a good one, of course, as well. So it's all the tree. Uh, I think all the tree, if, uh, I, if I may, if I may uh, interrupt you there, Martin, I sure. think we're already kind of partly in there with social media sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I think with the way people consume social media, it's all, it's a different world. It's not real. You're and in yet it, people so... have poor, poor dis- distinguishing it being real, you know? True. No, you're in it also not only due to the, to the so- to social media, so that's, that's something that is, kind of like the, you know, more like this on the software side, but we are, we are in it also because of the devices, you know, and, and there you go. You have uh, the, the watch that was created by a monk, you know, originally, you know, a clock. And uh, <laughs> I just recently read a book that's uh, super interesting in German, actually, The Spectacular Machines by Daniel Strasberg. You know? And he writes about uh, it's a, it's a, on the from the side of the of the you know uh, of the psychologists you know he's he's a psychologist and philosopher and he writes about why do we create machines you know what is it you know what is our connection or what is our relationship to to technology mm. and mm. these are important questions and if you create machines and that's what we do even though we do this small cute machine. But we, we create machines and you can wonder, you know, what, what is the drive? You know, why do we do that? He actually said in his book that we have, we have, we are born with, with tools. We are, we have hands, you know, we, we have a technology already as part of, of, of ourselves, you know, so it's not, it's, it's the question is, you know, did, did technology shape us or, or the other way around? But there's a lot of interesting questions actually when it comes to, to why do we create machines of course we think that the machine somehow gives us something and can you know the machine can do something better than we can do like the microscope or the you know the, the somehow the telescope and things like that so it, it makes our eyes uh, you know better but so we have like for everything we have a, a prothesis or somehow an extension and with these uh, devices with the smart uh, devices you know with our cell phones we created like an external uh, part of our brain so the evolution mm. of our brain somehow is now taking place in our hands you know so and why because you need to plug it in into electricity and it's, it's it gets much more juice if you think about it you know how much our brain is allowed to use how much electricity to function mm. uh, if if it if it's in stress mode you know it sucks all the energy and 
you know, or if you digest food, you can't think, you know. So it's actually perfect that you can plug in the cell phone into a power uh, source, you know, and and it can it can do incredible things. But it starts to change us, you know. That's something that Elon has to be sure about. So yeah, I think uh, Elon Musk said like that the mobile phone now or smartphones have already they're like the stepping stone to being cyborgs. Absolutely, it's not yet in our in our brain, but it doesn't matter because it's it's actually it works better outside because there's a, a lot of uh, good things about it, and we carry it around anyway. We can't leave it alone. It's like would you you can say. Earlier times, you would say, don't lose your head, you know, if you're not focusing. But uh, it's like now, don't lose your phone, you know, because otherwise all the memory and all the stuff that you have in there uh, that organizes your, your day, you know, is lost, you know, can, can't happen. So it's really the evolution of, of our brains continues like outside of it. And it does, uh, as you now mentioned, the social um, social media, you know, that uh, or or also of course uh, you know uh, intelligence artificial intelligence if it starts to to read our thoughts you know the question is what 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 does happen to us if 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 that thing that was uh, that was a given uh, that is that nobody can know what you think if that's not anymore true it changes okay. what we are <laughs> anyway so science fiction right. things Great stuff. I have a lot of uh, science fiction films that I could suggest that you will never ever see otherwise, because they are they are done in a time you know where, <laughs> and maybe they're not the famous ones. Just well, don't, give away, don't give away your age. It's okay. We're, I we're give only bad. one one suggestion that you can you can check out a film called Android, the Android, and it's with Klaus Kinski, a German um, you know uh, 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 film star. Crazy, like as is the actor for Bernard Herzog, and uh, the film is amazing. So also about about robots or about androids, the android in the seventies. Really cool. Right, right, okay, Martin. We're going to go on to the pump push around because you, you know, you got your good fill out of there on our science fiction. You really stumped <laughs> us on that one. All right, good, good question. Like we've never had a question like that. That was tough. Right. Okay. So just a few lighthearted questions. Hmm. Okay. Let's go with this one. What is the biggest misconception that people have about you? About me as a person? Yeah. Hmm. That I'm not punctual? Not punctual? Yeah. People say that. I don't know how they can. <laughs> it's just not true. You know? But I don't know. They That's quite offensive that. to a watchmaker. Like, it's a watch exactly. makes watches. I'm super punctual. But people, they think when they see me, they think, ah, oh, he's taking it easy, I guess. You know, I don't know. But actually, I'm super punctual. You know? Right. But that, Next I don't know. One. What else? <laughs> what else? <laughs> Next one. Uh, what pastime do you partake in to switch off from watches? Okay. Well, there's there's a few things. Uh, reading, for instance, that I like to do a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I smoke a cigar every now and then. It's a bit boring, but uh, delicious. Uh, if it's not too often, I go to f for sailing. 
That's uh. that's super good actually because you're it's astonishing you're on the lake and everything is different you know immediately. So it's really cutting you off from from the rest. And you have to also put you know your cell phone in in, in the bag inside of the the boat because if it if it drowns you know it can't be you know in your hand it has to be safe. So you're somehow yeah you're, you're kind of like in a different state. Okay. Without brain. Uh, <laughs> next one. That part of the brain um, floating. Yes. What keeps you up at night? Hmm. Podcasts, for instance. Podcasts keep you up at night. Okay. <laughs> I have to admit it. <laughs> or Netflix. <laughs> it's a thing, you know, like Netflix. It's it's actually cool. You can you can say, okay, there's a time I want to travel in the in like in Baroque times. And there's some series um, in Europe, in, in from 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 Holland, from from Spain, and from France. They produced and they depict, you know, the time, you know, in like I don't know, seventeen fifty to 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 eighteen twenty or so in this time frame. And then you see the the French uh, soldier walking around in all the films. Okay. So you can you can create your own, you know, film that uh, spans over over in the same period that that goes from one country in Europe to the other, stuff like that. So it's kind of like binge right. watching the things. Right, and the last uh, question here: Is there anything that you see around you that you wish you had designed? Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's actually there's cool cool things that that I didn't design. That's true, it exists. Absolutely, quite a few things actually. But right around me right now, you mean like just you know, yeah, that's something. I thought I thought that was a bong behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the microscope. But it's no, the blue thing. I thought it was a bong. But uh, the blue. This one, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a. It is a bomb. Oh right, okay. Oh, no, I've got good eyes. It's a beautiful vase. Another <laughs> 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 <Not> bomb. <laughs> I did that. To, uh, to be honest, no, that was a, there was a time, you know, when, I, but uh, but not bomb, not bomb, no. <laughs> just, uh, just a not your thing. Candle character. Thank you sure. so much for your time, Martin, um, and letting us into the mind of a creative and design. It's, I always find it fascinating when we do have creative people on on the show because I always find it so interesting how, how your mind works. It's so different to mine. So it's so enlightening. So thank you so much. Um, and I wish you all the success. Congratulations on 25 years uh, for <laughs> our work. And uh, yeah, I hope it goes from strength to strength. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that too. Bye, guys. Okay, so see you guys on the next one. All right. See you later. Bye. So long. Bye-bye. As always, thank you for listening to the Waiting List Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, feel free to reach out to us at the Waiting List Podcast on Instagram or via our private accounts. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.